Hey everybody, welcome to the In All Things podcast. It's time to see God in everything. Hello everybody, welcome to a new episode of the In All Things podcast. For you, it's been a week since we recorded one. For us, it's been about five minutes, minutes, three minutes. (laughs) So uh, we're doing a two-part episode. So if you didn't listen to last week's, please go back and listen to that because I think it's going to make this conversation make a little bit more more sense. Uh, But my name is Mitch. I'm joined by Pastor Steve Markle and our returning guest is Jared Hudson. So we're going to continue our conversation on worship today. Um, Last week, we kind of did a a Sunday recap and how we felt Mm -hmm. about our, our weekends and everything. But for us, Two weekends haven't passed. Um, so, is there anything happening in our world that we should talk about? Any in our world, events that you the guys can queen think about? is being that is yes buried today, or she's being ta- her coffin has been moved to. I don't know. It's gone on so long. I've yeah. lost interest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, no, that's a big deal today. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever's Which happening. Is, on that. I can't today, keep up. Nineteenth. Yeah. Today's funeral service. That's what it was. A funeral's today. Okay. Because okay. it was like for us, it was like four or five a.m. My yeah. sisters are, or my older sisters, like really big into all that. So she mm-hmm. texted us last night. She's like, "Is anybody getting up at four a.m.?" For and I'm like, <laughs> "New." I'm like, "Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I want to do at four a.m." Yeah. Some people care a lot about, and it's just I know for the three of us at this table. It's just not, I mean, it's like, oh, she passed away. She was 96. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's a very historical thing. Yeah, yeah. for so sure. Like, that's the only thing that like catches me about it. Yeah. What like, caught me is that she served for 70 years. That's yeah. crazy. The that longest is crazy. Monarch in history. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't and, even understand though, like how that works. as far as I have heard and know about her life, like she was great from the most part from what there I can some, tell. There I mean, was some, I know there were some things was for offensive. 70 years, but yeah. Um, but people were saying, yeah. you know, she was a woman of faith and, yeah. you know, all that. So, Believe it hey. or not, she offended some people over her time. Wow, that's yeah, insane. I know. 70 we're, years. We're going to be talking about lover. that. She had, like, corgis, yeah. like, mm. uh-huh. her entire life. She's a huge dog lover. But, yeah, I, th- I think that that's the th- – like, she was a, a, a ruler, like, of the people, yeah. for the people. Like, yeah. she – you know, even though they don't really have – much power. Explain more this like to me in, like two, in one minute how the government works in England because they're just a figurehead as the king or the queen. And well, the, they have what like, did they yeah, do? I mean, it's, I think it's more for like they do a lot with like foreign affairs okay. and like meeting with other rulers right. of other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not yeah, like but the it's, president. A lot of it is formality, right. uh, you know, because like they have the, the, the prime, prime minister, minister yeah. who is basically like, you know, our president. Right. And who's elected, like, they, you know, their democracy, pretty much like ours, they have. Uh, like cabinet members and, right. and then they have right. the the house of representatives of the, you know they don't call it that but yeah but it, it is kind of strange yeah. they make a huge deal it's about it but yeah. like they you know the power there is very limited yeah. if any so yeah yeah i mean if there's yeah. any other big things happening right no now, i mean like if jared about. we talked last week when we were planning this we said if jared and i had a podcast without you we would sports. probably just do sports, yeah, sports. <laughs> yeah. we talked about it for five minutes in between if, yeah baseball <laughs> and uh football man it yeah. is a this is the best time of the year for that because you got the end of the it baseball is. season and you have all the exciting postseason stuff coming. Hockey um, is underway. Mm-hmm. You got it'll be basketball season for too long. Yeah. Yep. World Cup starts in November. Yes. Shout out to soccer. Yeah. You yep. got to, yes. you gotta get yeah. Yes. There's no getting around it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so there's a lot going on in that world. So that that uh, keeps us busy on the uh, Saturday and Sunday afternoons watching those things. So that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Corn guy yeah. has kind of fizzled out Starting by now. To, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But What's other the, than that, what else? I don't know. Any new trends on TikTok not, or not any big ones that I know of right now? Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's anything too exciting happening yeah. right now. It's I a mean, world we but live we in. are recording <laughs> this like a uh, week and a half before it goes out. Yeah, so by so, then, yeah. People but we think, are getting closer to. I, I can't believe we're already getting to the end of 2022. Like I know it's right now recording this on September 19th. By the time it goes out, it'll be near the end of September. But like, yeah, I right. can't believe it's almost Halloween, and I feel like once Halloween hits, it's um, just Thanksgiving, November, Christmas, December yes. gone. Yeah. Stuff like slaps you in the face when you walk in the grocery store oh and you gosh. see like Halloween candy out. You're like, wait, hold on. Wait. Like, what's happening? Yes. <laughs> Why is this already? Yeah. And then yes. you're like, oh dang, yeah, we're only like. And it's four, like four in the 80s away. today and tomorrow, and I think the, later this week it's going to be high in yeah. the yeah. 60s. Like yes. So by the time this is out, it'd be like we're getting used to the yeah. 60s. We're in long sleeves. Oh this may be the last time we're in short sleeves for a I while on this podcast. That. That'd be good. Be good. Anyway, anyway, I don't think we have anything else. No, we really are. No. Last week. Um, we talked about why we worship, what the point of worship is. Yet again, go back and listen to that. Today, I want to get into how worship plays out. Um, and I and I do think for most of this conversation, we'll probably probably be focusing on 
like you know a church service or like um, how do you respond in a worship service yeah. so I do think more of the conversation is going to go that direction sure. but um, but I do want to get into how because uh, I think I think that there's some confusion on should I worship this way is it wrong of me not to do this um, you know and there's we, we probably get into the people who like you brought up last episode that oh I just don't it's not really my thing and and blah 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 so I want to get into all those different mm. types of things so let's start with um, for you for me there's different types of worship songs there's different mm. songs that draw out different emotions and different types of responses how do you go about like okay this service we're going to start with this or we're going to end mm-hmm. with this and this is going to be fun like what does that look like from your point of view oh gosh <laughs> that's a good question i feel like as far as like the just the formulation of of the service as a whole like there's a the the basic flow of what we do is like you know obviously we start off with something upbeat um and then kind of go into like a a medium tempo thing after we do like announcements and then we really get into like the the heavy like ballad type um songs like the power worship type song called power worship worship. (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna patent that phrase trademark that phrase (laughs) Um, but so like, that's, that's a, that's something that is methodical that we do, but, mm-hmm. but beyond that, you know, like there's certain songs that, that I'll throw in the schedule. Like if I know Steve's sermon topic is going one way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, more than that is I try to have some type of coherency within the, the song set as an entirety. So like, um, you know, if we're if if we're doing a, a worship set that's focused on you know like the blood of Jesus, well, I'm gonna try to at least do two or three songs that kind of talk about that same theme. Mm-hmm. So I don't like I don't like to jump around thematically like um, in a lot of different areas. Like have like one one song focused on you know who we are as as children of of God, and then you know the very next thing you turn the page and you're you're singing about you know, like the blood of Jesus or God is created. Like you kind of want to have some coherency there. Hmm. And a lot of that can be tough just because, you know, you, my biggest struggle as uh, when I schedule songs is you don't want, you don't want songs to get stale mm-hmm. and you don't want songs, you don't want people to get tired of songs. So, um, and us as a staff, we get tired of the songs a lot quicker than the congregation does. Cause they hear them once a week. Uh, we hear them during rehearsal. We hear them during prep mm-hmm. time. We hear them in conversation. We hear them, you know, so, um, that's the most challenging part about, you know, actually preparing, uh, the service is, is knowing what songs to use when, um, and how often. Mm-hmm. So I that, think, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say too, you have to deal with, uh, who is the lead singer who's of those songs and who's yeah. available to sing and which ones yeah. you sing, which ones certain other people sing. And, um, I was just going to also follow up that with how many songs do you have, in your current library mm-hmm. and how long do you, and I don't know if you were going to ask this, how long do you keep them there and how, how do you rotate them off? Cause you'd like to not have just, it's not like every song that you've led since you've been here for 10 years is in your library to lead yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> Although some people would like some. Yeah. So how do you, that's a good question. Yeah. A lot of it happens. I think naturally, like you get tired of a song, <laughs> which is kind of, sometimes, sometimes you just don't get tired of a song. Like our, I think maybe, Halfway through my first year working here, we did the the great I am. <laughs> Obviously, the, that's the number one example, mm-hmm. and so we would do that one every other week for like six months because people wouldn't stop asking for it. And now we're still at a place where people are like, "Can we can we do the great I am next week?" I'm like, "That song is 15 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, we've kind of uh, you know hammered it into the ground." But the truth is still there. Yeah. So it's not like you can say, "Oh, that song's invalid," yeah, um, because it's not. But our but in our church, we still responds to to that song and. Um, but other songs, you know, like they can run their course and mm-hmm. sometimes you just get tired of hearing something. And, and then, um, you only want your song library to be so big because like I said earlier, we hear the songs all the time, but our church congregation might only hear a song that we're trying to introduce to them twice a month. Mm-hmm. And so they hear something twice a month. It's still unfamiliar to the congregation, but to us, internally we hear it every day so we're like oh well they've got to be tired of this but and real realistically they're not they mm-hmm. still don't even really know the words i don't know the words to any song but <laughs> i haven't even to talk there um but so it all it all kind of depends uh, like how quickly i would say in our current song library there's probably 25 songs i would say and then a lot of times i'll go back into our 
archive like our software where I can archive songs. I'll go back and I'll pull something out every once. Like there was one a couple weeks ago I did. I think there might be one this week that we're doing. I think we're doing Lamb of God this week. Maybe not 100%. I may have taken that one off. But anyway, so there's always examples like that where I reach back and I'm like, oh, this song worked. Our congregation really responded well to this song. Um, I'm gonna, and it applies kind of with this set or with this theme. So yeah. I do that. But. No, I, I think this is an interesting way to start because yeah. I think uh, people listening or watching they they don't think, and we 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 don't even think about this <laughs> yeah. stuff because this is part right. of what you do. And like, I, I think it is interesting for people to hear like, okay, there's a lot of intention behind why we do what songs and when songs leave rotation and, and just all that. So I thought that would be an interesting. Yeah, kind it of is. Way to jump yeah, in. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so let's get into. What are the different ways to worship? Let's yet again talk about a worship service, responding to worship songs, things like that. Um, what are the different ways that we've seen? What is it? What are the many ways that somebody could worship to to a worship song? What are the ways you've seen before? I, we mm. know people raising hands. Okay, there's an easy one. We know people. Are oh, you talking their eyes. about okay, okay like actual okay, responses? Sure. Yep. What are some different physical things that responses? You've seen? That's yeah, what you're saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, how specific do we want to go here? I mean, uh, there's a lot of stereotypes out like there. Like videos, got the, and, uh, yeah. Big screen TV, carry the big screen TV, right? <laughs> uh, you got uh, you got the widescreen TV, right? Uh, right. Uh, I don't know if people that are uh, listening can't can't visualize yeah, this. Might but have to watch this part. I think that was a there was a comedian that did that. They did uh, all the different. What was who was that? Um, I, I feel like it was like a Tim Hawkins. Was it Tim Hawkins? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did like all the different yeah, the, various yeah, this. The, the the carry the baby. Yeah, you know, they, like, they had a name for each one of them. Uh, yeah, so really high. Yeah, the one hand. Yeah, hands. yeah. So yeah, uh, but there's all. The, I mean, everybody does differently, and I, you know, um, I mean, some people like to f- get down on their knees, and mm-hmm. uh, some people are super charismatic with how they express themselves mm-hmm. physically um, before the Lord. So, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like, I feel like as a church, we're in a place where you know, we, we're ready for people to do whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, somebody ran up and down the aisle. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen we're, that, but we're uh, not you encouraging know, like, it. Yeah. But, but, you know, like, yeah. I wouldn't say we're not encouraging, but right. we're not like discouraging it. Like we right. want people to freely respond to yeah. God yeah. and yeah. through worship. And so I think that like physically everybody, everybody's different. We're all created right. uniquely and uh, everybody has their different level of responses. Yeah. But um, yeah. Is there any different ways that you've seen people worship before that Maybe for maybe in that moment you're like, oh, I've never seen anybody do that or anything like that that you've seen that you can think of. Uh, no, I think you covered them. I mean, clapping sometimes can be if it fits the song. Every once in a while, somebody's and if you have led to clap and if you don't have rhythm, don't clap. The song doesn't really. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're not sure if you yeah. have rhythm or not, you yes, don't have I do not have rhythm. I should never lead clapping. Um, but sometimes I think there's people that just stand there, close their eyes, mm-hmm. and pray. And there's songs where I've sung. Well, I mean, I'm in both services and I watch rehearsal usually. And, and then sometimes I've heard the song, sang at the first service, second service, I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed praying. Mm-hmm. And that's a, re, that's a worshipful response. And mm-hmm. sometimes just uh, I think we need to understand that that's where some people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been in settings before where people, I've seen people take off their shoes. I've seen that before, worship Holy leaders Graham. or people uh, <laughs> just responding to worship. I've seen that. I've seen people dance. I've seen yeah. these, you know, things yeah. like that. So I mean, there's lots of different ways to respond to uh, worship in a service like that. Is there one way to do it? Is there a right way to do it? Is there right or wrong things that you can express in worship? Um, you know, I mean, we're talking. There's some big churches that we have used as example or pulled song from before that have like painting happening during worship. And, oh yeah, and sign language. Yeah, like yeah. all these yeah. different things. Like, what is there a right and wrong? Do we feel like in the in terms of expression or response to worship services? What do you think? Um, I would say it depends. I think there's a lot of things that could be like inappropriate and distracting in yeah. corporate yes. settings. Um, I think that's that's a big piece of it. I would say um, also, depending on the motives of your heart, um, you know, are you doing something to be seen or are you doing something to fit in with this this corporate body that is actually trying to accomplish uh, glorifying Jesus? And so if it's something that's outside of that, I feel like that that could be wrong. But but as far as like actual physical methods, I don't know. I mean, the Bible's full of examples of people falling down on their face before God, or, yeah. or falling on their Is knees before God. Is it David who God and took his clothes off and ran in the field? Apparently, yep. so, so the, yeah, so <laughs> something like, like so, that. Yeah, you know, if we if you do that here, you might get arrested. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think it's it, 
it, it all depends, I, in my opinion, on the motives of your heart. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I see a lot of people worshiping a lot of different ways uh, physically because I'm in the on stage, I can see everybody. Yeah. Um, and 99.9% of the time, you know that somebody's authentic based on their history or like if you you know you see them week in and week out doing you know responding in a specific way sure um and then and then you can also one of the cool things is you can also really tell uh when somebody's dealing with something or going Mm -hmm. through something um Mm -hmm. uh, whether that means that they have isolated themselves in like the back corner of the room Mm -hmm. gotten by themselves Mm -hmm. or maybe they've like uh grabbed the hand of a close friend next Mm -hmm. to them or you know their arm around their spouse and and they're both like you know bowing their head and and prayer together during worship like i've seen it all mm-hmm. and i think like 99 percent of the time you know that it, it's authentic and so yeah but but there are times where i think like oh that person's probably just uh, like you can tell like they're trying to do something yeah. here like that's not authentic and yeah. and that's not god honoring so um Tears. Yeah, I, really I mean, good. we didn't say tears either. Sometimes yeah. for some people, there's there's tears. I, I don't. Yeah. I think like we say, it's um, it's so true. It, God judges the heart. We it's not our. God knows the heart. We we can't necessarily judge people's motives. But there's been yeah. times. I think we've all had times where like that person seems like they're trying to get attention. Yeah. Um, but that I think that that can be true. Um, but hopefully that's not something that distracts other people. Yeah. I, I think I grew up in a very a formal type of. Uh, conservative music with it was piano and organ and singing and people were enjoying the singing, but there was never any uh, expression beyond that. Like we were like taught to stay as far away from the charismatic movement as possible. Mm -hmm. So nobody was raising their hands in church, which is such a biblical thing. Nobody was doing that. Um, And there's another thing we do in worship that a lot of churches do not do and have a problem with as almost every song at the end of every song, almost everybody applauds yeah like they're clapping sure and some people say that's a problem you're clapping for a performance mm-hmm. and it's not performance it's for god why are right. we clapping i feel like my my feeling is when it happens in our service sometimes we're, we're excited about how well it sounded and the singer was awesome and it was all that but to me the majority of the time i feel like it's about what that message of that yeah. song was and how it made us feel close to god right mm-hmm. is that how you feel that yeah, is? i think when like, it, our congregation is um, when when you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit moving uh, in the room, specifically like when the song gets over, people want to respond and celebrate that. And I think that's what most of that is in our church, anyway. You know, it's, I shalom. think it's super yeah. authentic. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we have people that like are just like you know, you you can't help but to yeah. get excited about it. Right. So, I didn't even think we were gonna talk about this but for you like you know our church uses fog machines and lights and screens sure. and, and there's a lot of people who say that that's wrong and we shouldn't do that and have you ever had to fight or how do you navigate like that production versus worship uh, you know why why is it loud why is the i don't know what mm-hmm. that's like for you to think what was about. your question like, like do i have to ever explain that to people or? yeah like like have you ever had to navigate that before or has anybody ever asked you that i feel before? like not so much in our church. i mean maybe early on more so uh when when Steve, you know, hired me to kind of help change the culture um, to be more free in what we do and like and, and be more expressive. But but I, I'm at a I'm at a place where, you know, I, this is my answer to people. Somebody challenges me in that and like, why do we have to have X, Y and Z? I'm like, well, we don't yeah. have to. Yeah. Um, but we're called to do everything um, in an excellent fashion and manner for the name of Jesus. Like, like he doesn't deserve anything less than our best. Mm. So if we can put on a, an incredible, uh, Super Bowl halftime show with lights and fog for like Beyonce mm. or the Rolling Stones or whoever it may be, why can't we do this for God? And, and it's not necessarily a show, right? But, mm-hmm. but it, like, I, it's funny where we went, me and Steve went to school, um, at Liberty and Jerry Falwell used to talk about how Christians should be doing everything best. Yeah. Like we should be leading mm-hmm. the field in every mm-hmm. uh, in every aspect, you know, in every field. We should be leading the way as Christians. And um, and and I think that it's God honoring to want to do our best mm-hmm. to utilize every single tool that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily like your answer, but I feel it, or your question, but I feel. I feel like it is our obligation and our duty 
um, to use the tools that that God's given us. Yeah. And but um, I think you and I and Mitch would all go on the record saying that the church, any other church down the street that doesn't use the lights the way we do or the the fog the way we do, we don't think they're worshiping in the wrong yeah, way yeah. or in an incorrect manner. In fact, that fits their demographic. Yeah. Or and I, you know, I think to answer that question too. There's been a few questions about it before, but I think we are we we know who we are. It's like yep. this is this this is the style of church we are. This is the way we're doing it. We don't think you're wrong for liking it differently, yep. but if you're going to come here, this is how we're going to do it. And if you don't like it, there's a lot of churches. So there's mm-hmm. something that'll fit you. And the way because there's a lot of people that struggle with it being darker. I mean, yeah. but but there's intentionality in that, right? right. Because when you're the stage is lit in during worship. The, the congregation is darker. People have more liberty to sing because they don't feel like everybody's watching them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people very self-conscious about singing. Sure. And I know that I sing better. If it's all lit, completely bright on the whole in the whole room, there's more everybody can see everybody singing and they feel awkward. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. But there's I, yeah. you can you could argue that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I, I mean, all I grew up in churches like um, you know <laughs> the church I grew, spent most of the time growing up in. You know, it was a lot of times just piano player, maybe guitar player. Um, and, uh, and, and there's not a lot of production involved in it, but, and I wouldn't challenge the, the authenticity of, of what they do. Hymn books are okay. If yeah. You cause want I, I mean, I, 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 it's fine. a lot of, spent a lot of years of my childhood growing up, like, you know, open your hymnal to page, yeah. you know, two thirty four. we're going to sing versus three, eight, nine, you know, did you not, kind of and didn't you feel like you were worshiping? At yeah. Some I mean, point? yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a little more challenging <laughs> if you're like trying to keep up with the words and like, you don't understand what some of these words are. Right. Um, but, but I wouldn't challenge the authenticity in that. I think, you know, we're, we are all designed uniquely and our, even our cultures are so diverse with one another that we all have preferences in what we enjoy and what we Mm -hmm. don't enjoy. And, uh, I think that's what makes, um, worship awesome is, uh, being able to enjoy hearing other, other ways of doing it, you Mm -hmm. know, like. Like I love a lot of the gospel tones in, in like Maverick City worship, but like a lot of that I know that our congregation might not respond to as right. well. But some of them might, and some of them, you know, a lot of times I just will appreciate it for their musicality and their and all of that. But but yeah, you, there's a there's a million ways. I feel like the way that we do it here fits our culture and our demographic really well. Mm-hmm. On the other on the other side of the coin too, is like as a church, and our mission um, to attract new new people so that we can tell them about Jesus is that we want to be uh, we want to present ourselves in a way that's relatable um, to those in our community um, and we want to be a- attractive to them um, and that is a piece of it whether or not we want to admit it or not because because you know it's kind of dangerous to say like oh yeah we do this because we're trying to attract people but right. mm, yeah. in reality are like we want people to be comfortable when they come here mm-hmm. so that mm. they themselves can you know, empty themselves before the throne and then be filled up um, again through worship. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, so we've kind of boiled this down to, you know, different congregation styles, different styles of worship, lights, no lights, fog, no fog, <laughs> what songs you do, what, you know, hymnals, yeah. Mav City, whatever, all these different things. But I think we kind of boiled it down to if it's if it's not a distraction to the other people that are also trying to worship God, and if you are genuine in what you're you're trying to do and, and why you're worshiping, then, you know, really, I think those are the two most important things, would you say? Would you add anything to that list of, you know, wh- how to worship and what you should do <laughs> I, in worship? And I, I feel I've, like those are big I ones. I mentioned yesterday, being on mission trips, when I've been in Mexico and the Dominican Republic with believers there, they, they don't have any of that stuff. They can't afford mm-hmm. uh, lights and all that. And, man, some of the worship has yeah. been some of the best I've been yeah. a part of. Yeah. So I think... It's we're American, and so we're we've Americanized it a lot. And I don't think um, God is looking down and and seeing. Well, I don't know if I like the that or yeah. the no. I think He's seeing our hearts again, and I think that's what. Yeah, I've been. I I've had the opportunities to lead worship in uh, all women's prison, like like mm-hmm. pe- like women that um, have been locked up for a long time. And I, we were able to go in and put on church service, and I was able to lead worship for them every week. And some of the, I will say, some of the most authentic, genuine worship, congregational worship settings that I've been in happened there. Mm. Because they have nothing. They don't, you know, they have no possessions. They, so a lot of them have nothing to look forward to once they get even get released from prison. So, like, what they have is that moment right there. Right. Mm. And what is going on in their heart, in their mind, 
Um, and so I think, yeah, you can strip all of the stuff that we do back um, and, you know, just not to be cliche, but just, you know, like Matt Redman's song, you know, we have to get to the heart of what we do, <laughs> right. right? The heart of what we do has to be worship. It can't be the production. Um, it can't be the notes that we play or the um, or the the faders that we fade on the soundboard and the lightboard. It has to be the focus has to be has to be on God. So, yeah. no matter how big the production is or how small the production is. Yeah. Do you think that there is or there should be some element of emotion when it comes to worship or corporate worship or worship services? Or you know, is it okay to? be logical and processing or should there be some element? Cause you know, we've all been in those settings where you look around and there's people that are just like half falling asleep and look like they yeah. don't really give a crap about what's being yeah. sung or what well, they talked about. I mean like, how yeah, do you, how do you ride true. that line? Is there, is, should there be some line of awe and reverence and should everybody respond? I mean like what, how do we navigate that conversation? Well, I was going to say too, I go on for hours about this. I know it kind of plays into the criticism of modern worship songs too, that some of them are very, mm repetitive sure and maybe weak in doctrine and some of the people be like man the old songs had so much richness to them the old hymns some of them had a lot of some did some didn't yeah. but the whole idea that there's not much in these songs sometimes just saying the same thing over and over and yeah. over and over and people just feel like that's repetitive those people must hate the psalms right because that's what the psalms are <laughs> right they're repetitive sure. repetitive right like every, yeah his mercy endures forever it, it, his mercy endures yeah. forever right? right some of them so i mean that's just my first thought when you were saying that yeah. but initial uh, thoughts for you <laughs> he's, a lot of, he's a lot of thoughts i could uh, yeah sure, this is like the biggest is, yeah, like, i, I okay. could probably talk about this forever but yeah. i don't want to like insult anybody's <laughs> ability to worship right but my biggest thing is you know if like what we talked about earlier or in the last portion of this podcast that if worship truly is a response and our responsibility to respond to who God is and what he's done for us, um, nothing should be able to match or surpass that response that we have to God. So if not to be super cliche again, but say I'm not a Buckeye fan, say you're, say you're a huge Buckeye fan. You go to a Buckeye game, you you're surrounded by a hundred thousand people that are all, you know, celebrating, physically, verbally for a touchdown uh, or something amazing that happens. And then um, you come into a congregational setting and all you can do is stand with your arms crossed, um, celebrating the, the creator, the one who redeemed you, rescued you, um, the one that, that rescued you and pulled you out of the pits of, of darkness and, and despair. And, and you can't respond physically to that. But with the other passions in your life, you have a greater response. Absolutely. I challenge that. I don't, I, I, I really do feel, because even personally, I, I have, you know, times where, and just like Steve said earlier, I have times where when I respond and, and worship, like a lot of it is just self-reflection. Like I'm standing there um, or sitting there in reflection uh, to, of what God's done in my life. And and then I have other times where I, I can't, I can't help but move and jump yeah. around yeah. Um, and express myself physically and, and, and verbally, but yeah. And I don't, like I said, I don't, my, my intention with that analogy is not to necessarily like call anybody out, but I really do feel like as created beings, um, anything that, that is living, um, you know, responds in certain ways to, you know, external circumstances. And so that if that's what we're doing, um, shouldn't, our response to God be bigger and greater than our response to anything else. Yeah, I, I think that's really good. And I think from your point of view too, you might relate to this, but like when I get up and I speak somewhere, I know if, you know, if it happens to be in Ohio and I do OH like you did yesterday yeah, yeah. or I'm coming off a football game, I know people are going to respond. And I've always, yes, used that at times, <laughs> but been bothered by it too, because it's like, and I would even take it a step further and I didn't want to step on toes either, but there's a lot of people who are more willing to respond to patriotism and nationalism than mm. they are to respond to God. And I, and mm-hmm. I just, I've always been bothered by that yeah. because I'm like, yep. if you are really able to stand here and hear the words being sung and not feel, let's even say the same type of response, but I would say it should be greater then I, I just think there's something wrong in, in the priorities that you have and, and the things that you really care about. Like I, I think something is not lined up the way it sure. should be. You're getting back to the discussion from last week's episode about idols. I think mm. we worship something yeah. and you're talking about football. You're talking about uh, patriotism. 
and we could just go down the line. I mean, we get excited about, I mean, excited about video games. We get excited about TV shows. We get excited yeah. about musicians that we listen to, other things. There's, you just go down the line of all of the possessions. And, that we, we and we're allowed to care about those things. Let's no, say that there's too. nothing That's, wrong. It's just they should be secondary yeah. to God. And so it is, and I mean, there are a few people that are just stiff people that don't have much emotion. And if that's their consistent way through all of their sure. life, God bless them. And I don't expect and more. And I know out of some them. of those people. Yeah, and I know they're yeah. not. They're We've not, had some of those people on our worship team before. They're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stoic they're, in every. Stoic. Yeah, if they're stoic yeah. in everything. That's consistent. But you're pointing out if you're worshiping and screaming and yelling about a football game or mm-hmm. something else, but you can't get excited about worshiping God, then like. Yeah. Something yeah. Or wrong. even seeing, like, yeah. And I know another piece of that is just being uncomfortable, yeah. uh, uh, yes. in the setting. Yeah. And so that kind of goes back to why we do things the way that we do. We already hit on that. Is like we want people to be able to be comfortable in this yeah. environment right. to express themselves however that they want to. Right. And um, if you don't feel comfortable, you're not going to respond in, in in a specific way. Like we want people to be free. Uh, we want people mm-hmm. to be able to walk in the doors of our worship center and drop all their baggage right yeah. there at the door. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that's, I mean, I, I, I feel like people take advantage of that uh, majority of the time. And then some people just, you know, it's, it, they're not there in their journey yet, but mm-hmm. my prayer is that they will get there yeah. and not to say that we want to be um, an over the top fake, like charismatic church and not all charismatic churches are fake. I'm not saying that, but um authenticity and and being genuine in what we do uh, I, that all is going to stem from how yeah. you respond to God's mm-hmm. glory and if you're not yeah. able to respond physically verbally then i hope that you're not doing that for other things right. in your life too so right yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah you want, i think we want this hour of the week to be their favorite hour too like we talked about it last week about it being our favorite hour of the week we want it to be the hour that everybody looks forward to so much and like we three sit here and we go to church every week because we love it but also it's our job and i was like i think what would we feel and how do we how would we be as a average christian in a church like would we have the same drive mm-hmm. and that i, I yeah. hope so mm-hmm. you know it's like and i want people to have that like the want to like yeah. i don't want to guilt people into not skipping church and i'm i want them to want to so bad that they pre-prioritize their schedule mm-hmm. so that they can be here every sunday possible yeah. you know yeah. like that and so i think when you des- design worship services and the music and all you're i mean that's part of the thought it's like it's like I want people to yep. have an experience where they we love that. And I know some churches have stopped calling them services; they call them experiences. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we can get all trendy <laughs> with our words and semantics, but um, the truth is, I do want people to experience God when they come in our doors. Mm-hmm. I want that hour to be life changing, but not orchestrated or inauthentic either, right? Because right? not every week's going to be the same. Yeah, you know, the same. Yeah, it needs to be real every yeah, time. Not hype. Yeah, yeah. yeah and if well, people don't know what to expect in that too. Like right. it needs to be consistent because you know. People might not be able to respond because they feel like what we're doing isn't genuine and right. authentic. So I feel like we have to make sure that our hearts are in the right place too with what we're doing and creating and designing services mm-hmm. and experiences for for the congregation. So mm-hmm. not to not that we're here to um, laud compliments on you, but I I think that's one of the biggest compliments you can get is that your worship and your leading is authentic. And I hear that about you. I hear that about you, and I hear that about our church, is that one thing people really like is that the leadership seems real and authentic and not put on, and you're not a performer. Like, we may do fog, we may do lights, but um, Jared Hudson and his team up there are not up there to do a performance to get an applause from the crowd. The, the applause from God is really what I think you're going for. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I know there's that. nothing. There's nothing that I love more than when we get done with the worship service and somebody – or you see the entire congregation like in tears. Like mm-hmm. people aren't going to be in tears for a worship team, right? You get right. in tears for one reason because you experience yeah. the glory of God, and that is our like our goal is to mm-hmm. see people respond um, to the goodness of God. And when people are doing that, we're like, yeah, yes. like if we get if 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 we see a room full of people just standing there not responding to God and we get done with the song and everybody's like, oh yeah, the songs are to start clapping, and then we're like, oh well, we failed, right? right. So yes. yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think, yeah, I think authentic is the big word or genuine, if you want to say that. And so maybe we'll kind of end with this. How do those listening or watching know 
if their worship is genuine and is authentic? Because I do think this kind of conversation or two-part conversation kind of raises that question for some people. Like, okay, I, sometimes I feel it, sometimes I love the song, and sometimes I raise my hands, and sometimes I even cry. But how do I know if my worship is actually real? I think that mm-hmm. might be a good way for us to end. Um, and for people listening or watching, is like, okay, I can really start to think about this. Like, what, what could we give people as like real handles or real takeaways with this conversation of worship, corporate worship, worship every day, like we talked about last week? How do people know if it's real? How do people know if their response is genuine or if they're just faking it? You know, how do we, I don't know, how do we, how do we give some people some real things? You want to go first? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just posing the questions. Oh, 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 all of a sudden, okay. No answers here. I, I go ahead. So I've got. I can answer. You go ahead. No, you go. You were going to talk. No, no I really life. wasn't. I was just going <laughs> to. I will say that uh, I think it all comes down to your desire. Like, uh, what do you desire to be doing? Uh, if you don't want to be here, then then obviously that's going to pretty much be an unauthentic um, worship experience for you. Um, not just here, right? But like any any time you're worshiping God in your personal devotion time or in your car rides or your commutes where like if, if you don't want to be doing it, then odds are that it's not going to be genuine. Yeah. And I'll say this way too. Like we, we've already talked about how we experience God in different ways in different times through worship services. Like maybe there's a time where you want to be standing and singing. There's another time where you want to be self-reflective, but there's also times where God doesn't necessarily reveal himself to you and you don't feel his power and his might. Um, in certain circumstances, and that's perfectly normal and natural. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, God, God is a living, active being Himself, um, and He has intentions for all of us. And He specifically will pull Him back, pull Himself back from you to see how we respond to things. And I think if if in our consistency and in our authenticity, um, we are faithful to Him in those like dry seasons if you call if you call it i think that's when you know that your worship is genuine mm-hmm. and real how did you treat him when he you know pulled back from you a little bit mm-hmm. or i um, mean i know a lot of people say oh god never moves it's you that moves right but i really do i really do feel that god challenges us in those in those situations so mm-hmm. but i think that yeah i think it all come it all goes down to to that truth is like you know how how are you responding to God when, when he's not necessarily there all the time? And, um, and where does your desire uh, to meet with him and be with him, where does that fall? So I think yeah. that's when you can know if you're, if you're genuine or not. Yeah, I think it comes down to feelings too. Like if I'm just waiting to experience or I'm just waiting to have those feelings of the goosebumps and the tears, then you know when I go a couple of weeks and I don't feel that yeah. necessarily, then it's going to be really easy for me to, mm. to fall away or just to, okay, this isn't really for me anymore, or to stop coming to church in general. Like we, We've seen people go down that road. So I do think that's a piece of it too, is like, if you're just waiting for the feelings to match up with what you're singing, you know, there might be times where God's like, hey, well, let me show you that you're not always going to feel it. Like, yep. it's not always this mountaintop, like, oh, my gosh. And so I do think, yeah, that's a big element to it as well. But I think that speaks to your desires. Like, if yep. I, even when I'm not feeling it, if I can stand there and I can praise and I can sing God and I can and sing to him and I can thank him, then that says way more about me and my desires and what I actually care about than, man, the the set list today, Jared, was just perfect. You sang all my favorites and I, and I sang, <laughs> I responded more. Like, it's not about that. It's not, I think you know, it has to be more than feelings in worship too, you know, but yeah. I do think when you're, when you're genuine and when you really do want to worship God for who he is, not just how you're feeling, then these responses tend to happen more. I think, I think there's more fruit of your worship and you start to worship more genuinely because you're like, Oh, okay. Like this isn't just about, you know, Oh, Sunday was awesome. It's like, no, our God is awesome all the time. You know, yeah. Stephen, right now, I think you guys pretty much nailed it. I think it's, who is the object of our worship? And if, I think if we have God as our as what as who we worship, why we worship, um, the how you know that we that we do every week, it, it can fluctuate a little bit. Like because of our emotions, and we may have had a rough week. We may come in not with the best attitude to church, and yet um, the first song the band does, like I don't really like that song, <laughs> and then we're in a mindset. But if we, I found myself sometimes, you know, we all have favorite songs. We didn't do that here and say what's our current favorite song. Maybe that's mm-hmm. Go It End. I don't know. But we go, we change, right? We change. And you leading, you have one you really love probably more than that. But there's times when I'm like, eh. And then, but then there's been times when God has used a song that isn't one of my favorites. And then I'm like, wow, God is speaking to me through a song. I'm not even like, I don't even really like that much as mm-hmm. in terms of the song. 
because of the lyrics and it's starting to get to my heart that I'm like, okay, God's working in my life. And it's not about all of this. Mm. It's about who he is. And that's a moment for yeah. me. And I think people can have those moments if your heart's open to it. You yeah. know, if you come to church for the right reasons, faithful, you know, just, I got to, you know, this is a rhythm God yeah. set up, right? Worship is once a week to corporately. It's a rhythm that we should have in our lives. We get into that rhythm. Even when we feel it, there's songs that even say that even when I don't, feel it. I, I trust you. Even when I don't yeah. see it, I remember that song. I, I know that you're working. He's a way maker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, to challenge people just a little bit, like, and to maybe encourage people, um, that are listening when they see us on stage and they see me on stage leading worship, there's, there are plenty of times where I really, you know, I can feel that I'm not in tune with the spirit of God or I, you know, like I can feel like his presence is not, um, as thick, uh, upon me. And I, f- there's times where I feel like, um, I'm not truly, and I'm always questioning my authentic- mm-hmm. authenticity. Like that, that ebbs and flows throughout the week. Like there's times where I'm like, man, the spirit was so evident <laughs> this week. Um, the spirit really showed up this week. I'm going to say things like that. And, and I was saying something to somebody the past couple days, uh, somebody that I'm close with um, on the worship team, and I, was, and, I, and I was saying, you know, the the Holy Spirit is always at level 11. The Holy Spirit is always at max. Um, now, that that's the Holy Spirit might not always reveal, reveal himself to you in that way, mm-hmm. um, but we need to be ready for it. Um, and so there's a lot of times I know people will see me on stage and they'll think, they'll probably think, oh man, like, you know, he, he's really worshiping today, but like deep down in my heart, like I can be struggling mm-hmm. to really feel it, but it's my job to, uh, to fake it. And so hopefully we do a good job at that. Sometimes that you have distractions because oh, 100%. something went wrong with the screens or something went wrong with yeah. the sound or they're in your, what yeah. you're hearing in your ears isn't working. Yeah. And that takes, that can, yeah. And I know. tell our, our yeah. I tell our entire team, um, weekly, I was like, what we do is not a performance, but what we do is a job um, and, and to be used as a tool um, mm-hmm. for his glory. So if there's a moment where we're not feeling his presence in his spirit, we need to act like we are because there's somebody in the room that might be dealing with something or that might be experiencing the spirit in a new, refreshing way. And we can't be a distraction for them. And the same thing goes for people watching online. Like, right. yeah, we know that our online experience of worship is, is, is pretty subpar at times, but we want... Like we want people watching online to assume that the room is just overflowing yeah. with the spirit of God, yeah. and um, and that's our goal and that's our desire. And sometimes that 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 comes across great, but sometimes um, you know, like but people on stage, stage we have to put on a face a lot of times because uh, we're distracted a lot mm-hmm. of times. But it's a struggle. But I will say, like, hopefully to be an encouragement to to some people, I think mm-hmm. that you know it is perfectly natural. Um, to go through times where you don't feel the spirit in the presence of God. It's natural. It's a evolution of your spiritual walk and journey with, with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's end with favorites, uh, current favorites and maybe ones in the past that we haven't loved, but mm-hmm. everybody else has loved. I know you're not good with titles, <laughs> but, but I think this will be a fun way to end. Yeah. Um, I'll start since you okay. kind of started it. Um, so I'm going to see a victory. See a victory is the actual name. Yeah. Never been a fan of that song. <laughs> uh, just for me personally, it's just yeah. not been my thing. But time and time again, I will see that song used and I'll see like people just declaring that song, students, adults, whoever. Mm. And I've seen it done so powerfully that like I have respect for the song, but I've never loved the song. That's mm-hmm. um, and then my current favorite song right now is Firm, Fin- For- Firm Foundation mm. by Cody Carnes. Sure. Um, that's my one. current favorite. So there's my two. We haven't done that one here yet, have we? No. 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 Uh, but that's just personally, that's one that I, mm. I really, really love right now. Uh, I mean, it speaks a lot to me. But those are two for me. One that I have never loved, but I've seen God use it. <laughs> and then one that is my current favorite. Um, to think about the one I don't, that I have never loved. I, have to, I don't have one. I know there's been several I've thought of. Um, there was one week where I was like, uh, I don't know, like a month ago, I was like, I don't know if I like any of these songs. <laughs> I didn't tell you. That, that would be a distraction. I feel like that a lot, to be honest with you, because I've heard them and yeah, played yeah, like, them a thousand right. times. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I like any. And then Sherry was this is my favorite today. I'm like, you know, yeah. every week can't be your favorite. <laughs> yeah. um, but but reason, then it could be somebody else's favorite. Yes. Like, yeah. That's not the weird part. What's the weird part is like some people, and it's the same as when we preach, like some people yeah. are like, we, we walk off the stage thinking it was terrible and then be like, 
the one that spoke the most people. You know, like, that's the best you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, that was bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, that's the Holy Spirit working, but uh, definitely. There, yeah. the, right now, my favorite one is Reason to Praise. Mm. I really love that song. Mm. Um, that speaks to me a lot. I mean, there's so many right now. Um, maybe I'll think of the one I don't. You don't need to hear what I don't like, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, hey, honesty have, is great. Honesty is yeah. In the moment, how about you? Uh, I think that. Um, I would say anything, any of our songs that have Old Testament references in them. Hmm. I think that they're so rich in truth, like when we sing Same God or when we sing Rattle or Mm. anything (laughs) that refers to the Old Testament because it always puts me back in the perspective and it makes me emotional to think of that, you know, the God that we're worshiping right now is literally the same God that that rescued um, the nation of Israel um, and was with all of those people through all of the things that they endured. Mm. Um, and what power, right? So I think those things, those are the songs that any, literally any song that references anything from the Old Testament always puts me in that mindset. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as like ones that I don't enjoy, Christmas music. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Should have thought <laughs> of say that. Um, literally, the Christmas season. Um, is completely messed up for me just because of how much I don't enjoy Christmas music. <laughs> when uh, you say you don't enjoy Christmas music, you mean the traditional carols or just oh, any, any of the it. new, the new worship Christmas songs? <laughs> Here's the thing, and the people don't realize. Um, when, when, when we learn Christmas music uh, as a worship team, we learn it for one or two weeks of the year. And for whatever reason... Christmas music is notoriously hard to learn. The chord structures are are really difficult. Um, um, the the patterns are are out of the ordinary and very abnormal. And so we learn those, and we spend a lot of time on them for to play them one or once or twice, and then we're done <laughs> for a year. And then the following year, there's something completely new that that's out. So. Th- that's one of the reasons uh, that I just don't enjoy. I've heard other season, worship leaders say the same thing. So you're not alone. Yeah, and people uh, don't understand because Christmas music is like people love yeah. Christmas music, but they're not talking about oh, Christmas yeah, worship. It's car- yeah, carols and things like it that. It is funny like, though what you just said about same God. It's like the cool thing is that we think like this song is everybody's favorite right now. And I, like I mentioned earlier, teenagers in my car, and that came on. They're like, "Oh, this song is annoying." I was like, "This is a great new <laughs> yeah. song, and it's by like yeah. one of the younger, you know, groups." And like, I'm like, "You don't no, no." And then they talked about a song they liked, and I was like, "That sounds like to me, that's a song that older people would like." And yeah. I thought, "You just don't know what speaks to their <laughs> yeah. hearts." It's so funny how yeah. we're all different. God made us that way, and that's why you got a, a fun job of trying yeah. to figure that out every every week and picking new songs and taking recommendations from <laughs> people mm, yeah. that we That's don't even art. talk about that. Do it we? is interesting, though, like through the years, you know, I've been here long enough to see um, like ebbs and flows and like pr- preferences that our congregation has as far as the styles of songs that they mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and the things that they like. Like right now, um, there is our, our church really res- is responding to all of these songs specifically just like the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Uh, maybe a few years ago, it was like any song that has that talks about some specific theological truth about God, mm. like like they would eat those up. And then maybe before that, it was like songs that you know were lyrically really challenging. And then there's other times where our song, our our congregation responds to songs that might not necessarily be like theologically deep, but they have some amazing like hook. Right. So, and that all changes. Like we go through seasons as a congregation where I'm like, oh, our, our, so a lot of times people will be like, what, why don't you guys do this song? I'm like, that's an amazing song. I just don't feel like right now in this moment, our congregation would respond to it. It's an amazing song. The truths are real. Um, But, and we talked about it uh, last week about how diluted the genre is Mm -hmm. as worship. Like if you get on iTunes or Spotify and you just like, there's 10,000 different worship artists. So you have to be pretty intentional with what we pick yeah, um, yeah. To, right. to, to sing for our congregation. So Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been really good. Yeah. Uh, two-part conversation on worship. Um, we hope that this kind of maybe shaped some of the ways that you guys think about why you worship, why do we worship, how do we worship, all different kinds of things, what it means. Um, and if you have any further questions on this, let us know. Um, we would love to follow this up and maybe do another part on it, because I think this is such a vital part to what we do as a church in the body of Christ. And so um, thank you guys both for your time, for taking a little bit longer today to do a two-part conversation. Any closing thoughts on worship? Anything you guys want to add? We've kind of been talking about this for a while. Anything that you feel like we, we didn't get to or anything that we, we should kind of hit on really quick? Hmm. 
Anything like that? Mm. Oh, there's there's so much more we could talk about too. Yeah, and for sure. I mean, I was just it was my mind was going in many trails during this, and the, I think that's because all three of us here are very passionate about this. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Jared's job, but mm-hmm. um, and that's the uh, maybe two, double-edged sword that you have is. Um, working with a staff that all cares about worship. Yeah. Oh, I love Cause, it. Cause, you I know, love opinion. Like yeah. I love hearing opinion. Yeah, it's I'm, funny. I, I'll, I'll leave with this last comment. It's funny talking about recommendations. It used to be like, if you want a song to be sung, don't recommend it to Jared because he'll be like, no, not going to do it. That's his natural reaction. No. But a lot, and but then he, I'll wait till you stop talking about it. But he stops talking about it. He'll do it. He listens and he'll check out the song because um, there's one that I recommended that you were like, eh. And then now it's one of our church's favorites. I don't know if you remember me recommending it, but... Um, Bigger, better, stronger, greater. Oh, than speak you. to the mountains. Speak to the yeah. mountains. Yes. I don't. You. Yeah, I, I sent it to you. And you're like, oh, maybe uh, I just didn't click on it. You just didn't. You just gave me your normal response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if that happens to you and you're listening, maybe. he may or may not do it later. Yeah. yeah. So that's my closing thought. My closing thought is this: <laughs> uh, I know that there are tons of people in our church that uh, are just waiting to exercise their God-given talents and abilities, and we are ready Mm. to welcome you. (laughs) And so if you play piano, if you sing, if you play any kind of instrument, um, same with production. Like if you have a heart for technology and utilizing your strengths for God's glory, we can use you to just email me or ask me on a Sunday. And Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, people kind of wait um, to see the need but and, and our team does a great job at filling the needs like with, with the limited capacity that we have. And so a lot of times people just don't assume that we have a need for more people. But from a worship team and for the production team, we can use people. So mm, that's if good. that's where your heart is, let me know and we can utilize you. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, let us know what you thought of this conversation. Um, please leave comments and, and, and give us topic ideas and questions and all kinds of things because we want to continue. I know I always say it, but we want to make this podcast what you want to listen to and what you feel like you could share to other people to help them in their walk with God. So hopefully this conversation helped with that and hopefully you see God a little bit better and you understand why we worship a little bit more. Um, but we will see you next week on the In All Things podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the In All Things podcast. Podcast. Our challenge for you today is to send this episode to one person. Seriously, think of somebody right now that could use this conversation and send it to them. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic ideas, please send them to podcast at sycamorecreek.org and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sycamore Creek Church so that you can always see what's going on in our world. If this conversation helped you at all, make sure you share it, leave a review, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on a single episode. We love you. God loves you, and we'll see you next week on the In All Things podcast.